Anna Ellis. I'm going paperless, and if you are listening along, that means you are too, so welcome. Today I will be reading a poem I wrote entitled Feet. To be honest, I did not write this poem with the intention of it being read aloud, so parts of it are a little little like a tongue twister. It's going to be a fun time. I hope you enjoy it. Listen, the echoes of the whales have since faded from the kitchen, but the memory of the pain remains, beating out an arrhythmic and continuous reminder of the misfortunes of the night. The feet that stood in the kitchen when the whales began belonged to a young boy, a child hoping one day to be called a man, who had never done a bad thing ever in his life, ask anyone. Several hours earlier, these feet had traipsed through the field down south of the pasture, the empty one, with the sparse grass and the broken glass. Little boys would do well to stay away from fields like this. The people in town don't call it a field. It's a dump, an embarrassment to the neighborhood, and you would all do well to stay far away from the place. And yet, this is the field that the feet came to visit on the night the whales began. How nimbly the feet crept through the field, the dump, on a mission to find something, anything with which to pass the hours before the boy attached to the feet would have to go in for the night and begin the tedious living process over Monday morning. The glass in the field found no home in the soles of the feet on their journey through the field. The grass, sparse in this forsaken garden, a farce, a mockery of real green grass, hid the glass from the feet, a feat of some magnitude given the hundreds, thousands of brittle bottles broken here. Why don't we fill it in before someone gets hurt in that treacherous hollow? This venturous fellow's feet follow a path unbeknownst to the feet's fellow's mother, who had been asleep as long as the moon was high in the cloudy sky, which was not very long at all. But the journey of the night was just beginning for the feet and their boy. The light in the sky faded fast once the sun dipped behind the laundromat and the shadows grew longer in the street and the sparse grass grew darker with the waning daylight, waxing moonlight. The feet carried the boy to the reservoir. The setting sun cast long orange fingers of illumination over the still water at the top and staccato orange blips in the churning water at the bottom. The darkening evening made it difficult for the boy to see the ground the feet were walking on. How could he know how many sharp, crushed cans or used needles or plastic forks with missing arms lay half-buried in the dirt by the dam? And yet... The feet prevailed, unscathed, unbroken if a bit dusty, from the loose soil on the concrete walkway. The sky was entirely dark, the hours were shrinking away, and the boy belonging to the feet decided it was high time to return home. The feet found the road again and retraced their steps through the field's sparse glass, to the door to the kitchen, to the drawers in the counters, and the wails began. The feet had survived so many near misses on this night, only to be accidentally smacked into the corner of the kitchen counter, toes bent backwards and sideways, no one here to see, to help the boy whose feet had found fine footing for the duration of the evening. Alas, a stubbed toe, snubbed by fate so late at night. Assess next time the perils of leaving shoes behind, of leaving rules behind, of roaming the city in the dusk, trekking dust and grass and broken glass, only to find the greatest danger to your poor defenseless digits in your very own domain, a kitchen, dimly lit, the perfect hit. The wails persisted, and before long, 
the whales faded.